Welcome to Culture Couch, a pop culture podcast. Calm down, calm down. This week's a little different. We have one drink to share. Which is kind of going to be something we do. We have four of these to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to get you guys a nice little... Ooh, that was a little uh, fast. Yeah, a little too fast, but it's okay. It was filled to the brim, and this can is massive, so <laughs> sorry about that. So this is one of the beers that Andrew got while he was in Minneapolis, and it's a huge fucking can, so we're going to split it It's a try it. It's a full pint. And it was locally brewed there, right? Where they got it, or where you got it? Correct. We, wa- we went into the brewery uh, okay. so we could see it, so we got it at the brewery, Um it's a craft. So the brewery was called is called Bent Paddle. Um, they're up by Duluth, which is about two hours north of Minneapolis. Uh, so pretty far up there. I mean, you're you're we're getting real close to Canada at, at this point where we were at. Yeah. Uh, but we went in. Someone told us about it. We did, like I mentioned, we did some cool beer tours. We didn't try this, so I actually haven't tried anything from Bent Paddle. Okay. Uh, and then this is their. Uh, it's just called a light lager, 4.1% alcohol by volume, crisp, refreshing, uh, crushable. Cool. <laughs> a lot of people actually said that up to, like, it's a good light beer. It's just, it's real crushable. I think it's mm. a term for being able to, like, drink them really fast. Yeah. Um, it was also packaged on 622. Yeah. Like, give you, like, you can definitely tell they're very much, like, small brewery because they like write on the cans when it was packaged and everything yeah yeah um but i do really enjoy this can pint is perfect for two of us here yep. um it has the, the label over the can however it's not like too crunchy yeah. which you know we've talked about uh, i like the coloring a lot on it mm-hmm. and it looks like summer it looks like summer and uh canoeing and kayaking is crazy up there when we were driving back from duluth people uh because we were driving back you know on a su- we were driving to duluth on a sunday when everyone's coming home from the weekend mm-hmm. and every other car on the way back had kayaks or canoes on top i mean it was yeah. like i mean they have ten thousand lakes so it makes yeah, sense that's cool um but let's give this a try yeah let's do it that's really good that is good and that went from uh cold to warm in my suitcase back to being chilled so mm-hmm. i bet because i'm sure that like messes with it somehow or like any drink it kind of messes with the flavoring yeah that's really but good that though. is delicious yeah like that just this tastes like a beer you know and it's crushable like i can see what they mean by like oh yeah like big gulps i don't, I don't know this is tasty mm-hmm I can also say without a doubt, this is the most amount of money I've ever spent on beer. Yes. And this competes with Iceland's prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, and that is saying something because Iceland is not cheap with anything, let alone with well, alcohol. Yeah. Well, what so, would you rate it? I'm going to give it an eight. I think I'm going to give it an eight too. It's it's solid. Man, I... Yeah. If, if you like light beer, um, you know, Coors, Bud Light. But like you want something with a little bit more flavor, this is it. Yeah, yeah. If you like those light beers, you want a little more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I wish we lived up there, dude. The yeah. beer scene is, and they have a lot of like sours and, um, what's the other term I'm looking for? I just lost it. Just lots of variety. Yeah, just like tons of stuff. Goodness yeah, it's gracious. Um, they, I mean, I'm not, I can't drink beer all night long. So it's not like a, like something that I could go and do and like have a night out and only drink beer. Like I cannot do that. But definitely having one with dinner and then, you know, having a few to just hang out and relax. Like, you know. I will say if you're going to the pubs, well, to the breweries, they hit faster. Yeah. Like if you're, if you, like if we went into, if we were like, oh, let's go to walk to these three breweries and go to dinner. Mm-hmm. By the time we got to dinner, you, we would, you would be Gonzo. very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Fun. I mean, beer does, I used to like not get super tipsy or even drunk at all off of beer. It definitely does now that I think it just kind of happens with age and the longer you drink, like things just happen. Yeah. Cause I, like we got that, uh, beer flight when we were in Hawaii. And by like beer five, I was like 
tipsy. And we didn't drink it all that day. Yeah. That was like the first drink. Mm -hmm. That was good, actually. Well, let's go have a seat on the culture couch. Let's do it. Well, this is pop culture, not pop culture on the radar. This is current events, which is just one giant pop culture on the radar. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done one of these in a while, and there's a few things in pop culture that we are excited about or just want to talk about. Or just want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Or something we're not super excited about. Excited about. Yeah. A little bit a little bit of both there, I feel like is fair. Yeah. Um, there's a lot happening right now. Yeah. And we have Thor coming out in three days. Is it? Does that come out this weekend? It's the seventh, yeah. <gasps> oh my god. We need to get tickets. Yeah, we do. And then we'll have to do yeah. That should, I completely lost track of time for that. That needs to be our mini. Yeah. We could do a mini on it for sure. That would be awesome. Um Yeah. What have you got? Well, so okay, so first I started watching the show on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's called Snowflake Mountain. Okay. Um, and it's garbage reality TV. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just give it all out there, but I'm not. I won't say who wins. Okay. Um, but so the the premise what of this is it called Snowflake Mountain. Yeah. Okay. So it's these two guys who are ex military survival wilderness trainers, like pretty hard dudes. Yeah. Uh, pretty tough. They and they're like I'd say they're in their late 30s to mid 40s. You know, so they're pretty seasoned. They've been around life. They're pretty smart dudes. You know, they got their shit together and they get 10 uh, people between the ages of like 18 and 25. <clears throat> their parents submit them uh, as like, cause they're quote snowflakes. And so they don't, none of them have jobs. They live at home for free. Their parents basically pay for everything. Just like very, the, the very worst thing you would think of when you think like, um, a snowflake millennial that is living off their parents. What does snowflake mean? Does snowflake, is it like a term that's used for someone who's gets like super easily offended about, over everything? Basically someone who's just really fragile. Yeah. Okay. I think they use this more in the term of like freeloaders that are just living off their parents. Okay. Not necessarily about like, cause the goal of these, these two guys are like, our goal is to teach them about like hard work and mm-hmm. you know, uh, not living for free and doing pulling your weight around like and helping your family out like that's kind of their goal they're not like trying to get them to mentally be solid and not fragile yeah so it starts out and the, the contestants are their parents tell them uh that you are going on a reality tv show and it's at a villa mm-hmm. and it's like a drama tv and they're like okay perfect yeah and they Go up, and they're up in the the wilderness of the UK, and so they get out there in the middle of freaking nowhere. I will say, reality TV that's in the UK is usually a lot easier for me to watch than US TV. Yeah, it still has like some of the US reality TV flared in there. It's Netflix. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but it it's. I mean, like I said, it's garbage reality TV, but I really liked it. Mm-hmm. So how it starts out, they they they're out in the middle of nowhere. And these two guys, Matt and I can't remember the other guy's name. Anyways, the, the two the two t- teachers, they're like, okay, you brought what you thought is important. And they have like three suitcases each or two suitcases each, right? Okay. And they're like, you've got to pick your most important things and fit it in this backpack. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to hike to your camp. Oh, so that's still, that's like a cool idea though. Because yeah. they're like making him rough it outside. That's cool. Well, so they they make it pretty like bearable. Right. So they, they just want to cut back their stuff. Mm -hmm. And they're like, look, our whole point here is like to show you like physical items aren't actually valuable. Like Mm -hmm. you've lived your whole life in front of a camera because they're like trying to be like influencers and you know, like mom and dad can pay for me until I make it. And they're like, yeah, well, none of this shit's actually important. Right. So Mm -hmm. they're like, we're going to drive your stuff. We'll hold on to it. They hike to camp. It's like probably a mile and a half. Like, not very far. And they're, like, even making fun of them. Because they're like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. I've really pushed myself. And they're like, yeah, you're in for a tough couple weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if that was the hardest thing. Um, but, like, when the show first starts, they're, like, fighting, like, 
bonkers. Like these people, they do not like each other. They're being the laziest people. Like the contestants don't like each other? The contestants. Like they don't want to be there. How, One, many, how many of them? There was 10. Okay. One girl quit like four hours in. Nice. And then they replaced her with someone. And I think it's because she quit so fast they went and got someone else. Mm. And then another guy left about halfway through and they didn't replace him. But I think it's because it was closer to the end. They didn't yeah. pull someone in. But when they get to camp, they blow their shit up. Like their suitcases, they just like blow it all up. Like actually blow it up? No. You think they did, but then at the end of the show, they're like, okay, here's your stuff back. Like, we just wanted you to like. And so there's this big like reaction with them, I'm sure, of them like, oh my God, my stuff. Well, they were at first, they're like all excited. And then they're kind of like, why did I bring all this? Yeah. So they actually change a lot, which is really cool. They did a bunch of challenges. Um, One of the challenges, they had to skin a deer. Mm -hmm. And like it was just insane to watch but people like they overcame so many things they like teach them how to like chop down trees and chop up the wood for their fires they like cook they start cleaning at one point though they did they didn't clean their camp up like they didn't clean it at all and so they like got military style on them like get into it but and then at the end they go they do like a backpacking trip essentially they hike a few miles camp overnight hike up and climb this mountain and then like do like the summit to the peak and then come back mm-hmm. and i don't know it was really cool i actually didn't think they would i thought it was gonna be one of those shows where at the end you're just kind of like eh. but at the end it was it was pretty sad because they all read the letters from their parents <clears throat> kind of at the end like just like hey i'm like really proud of what you're doing like this is really cool you're taking all these steps and you're learning all these things and um they're all crying bawling like just reading these letters and Almost every one of the contestants, they did like a six months later kind of thing, you know, had reality TV shows. Almost all of them have moved out of their parents' house and had jobs. Really? And, you know, out of the 10, well, the 10 that, the the nine that finished, they didn't do follow-ups on the others. Yeah. Uh, The nine that finished, I think like five or six of them had got jobs and were moved out and like on their own two feet. Like one girl started her own art studio, another girl like, yeah, like they did some pretty cool stuff. Yeah. So like, I wonder how much of that was like you know actually what the show was intended to be to like actually light a fire under their butts because you know that's what that's what sometimes it's what it takes is you just have to go and unplug and see the world for not being so materialistic and those things that don't matter you know for you to be like okay like i need to get my shit together yeah and when you're forced to be alone in your own thoughts yeah a lot can happen now i will say they had one of the nicest campsites I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because it was like weeks, right? So they had those. Have you seen like the really nice canvas tents? They're really big. Mm-hmm. They're like military grade. Yeah. Yeah. So they two of the two people per one tent. They had cots. They had a little wood burning stove inside uh, so they could like, you know, keep, warm it up. They had their cooking area was really big. I mean, it was 10 people too. So it kind of has to be big. Mm-hmm. But it was a really nice. But I mean, like. They were pooping in outhouses and they had to go clean up their own shit. Yeah. So what they did was um, they had like big garbage cans, you know, like the ones with the wheels. Yeah. They like, it was lifted up. You like walked upstairs too. And like that just wheeled underneath Mm -hmm. and they pooped in the garbage cans and they made them go dig holes and they would pick the people that weren't like pulling their weight to go do the worst jobs. They're like, you're not helping out. So you get to go dig this hole. And if not, you're kicked off the show. Mm -hmm. And so like they did, or they weren't just necessarily kicked off. They got this opportunity to go to what's called Last Chance Lake, and that was pretty rough in it. It was two lean-twos by a fire, and what they would do is they would send two people there that weren't pulling their weight and... Basically make them... Sleep in the dirt. Yeah. In their sleeping bag, like, you know, really rough in it at that point. And they could tap out anytime they want. They had an RV. They're like, there's an RV 200 yards that way. You can go to the RV and spend the night at any point. But then you're out. But then you're out. And... But everyone that went down there stayed. They roughed it out. They're like, I can't do this. This is awful. Like, I'm dirt. But I think it really made them realize, like, man, there's a lot to be thankful for in life. And if I just try a little bit, mm-hmm. I can do a ton. Yeah, a little effort goes a long way. So, Especially if you just do a little effort every day. Like, it'll go a long way in the end. Yeah, after a couple of years. So yeah. it was really cool to see uh, the change mm-hmm. that people... Remake. And I don't know if that was the intent of the show or not, yeah. but if that's what happened, I mean, there's a lot of controversy on it because they 
they do, especially the first few episodes, they like to hammer home, like millennials are lazy and they just like really hammer that point home to the point you're kind of like, okay, we get it. You don't like millennials, uh-huh. but it's also like TV <clears throat> scripted. Like they want to yeah. be dramatic. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that's why they like really hit it home, but yeah, not positive. Yeah. Anyways, if you're looking for something to kill time while you're working, turn it on. However, it is not family friendly. It's, they do not edit a single swear word out. Oh, really? And it's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes I wish they wouldn't with reality TV because sometimes that would just make it that much more entertaining, I feel. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the few reality TV shows out there that I can even sit through at least. But, yeah, it's been a minute. It's trashy reality TV. I just – I don't want anyone to go, hey, Andrew said this is a good show. No. Uh-huh. I said it's good for trashy reality TV. Yeah. But if there's a season two, I will 100% watch it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll jump into non-reality TV because you have finally started The Boys. Mm-hmm. And the, the Boys is a show that I've told you to watch now for about two weeks probably just because of how insane it is. Yeah. What are your thoughts on – you've watched two episodes, right? Yeah, so we watched the first two. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> <clears throat> Has anyone else watched this? Like, yeah, anyone, I, wasn't, I wasn't kidding the, when I talked about it. What was it, two weeks ago? You I said think, they when leveled I said up. That it is just insanity in every way, and they are pushing a lot of boundaries. So it's been, it's been violent. Yeah, it's always it's been violent. Very violent. The and first season. Gory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's gorier this season than it ever has been. It's different. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's more intense. I feel like they're, the camera stops on the blood more. And, uh-huh. like, the way they blow people up, it's in, like, ways that are unnatural mm-hmm. or, or shouldn't be. Um, it, it, the very first guy that dies, the way that whole thing mm-hmm. is... Everything about that is insanity. I yeah. mean, I'm not going to go into that because I don't want to talk about that on the podcast. I also want anyone who hasn't watched it yet, who's remotely intrigued by it, to go watch it because I want that reaction to be, like, your own experience because yeah. you have to just experience it because episode one is fucking insane. The first 15 minutes, too, is. Yeah. And, like, the way Billy Butcher comes in and, like wraps him up in a bag of coke i'm like what is going on yeah like what is and he shakes it up too (laughs) like he's like freaking whipping up like a salsa bag or something he's like yeah i gotta just shake it up like yeah it's wild um i will say this show has to have a huge budget yes because the special effects are like way good way good there's a amazon so there's a couple moments that with the guy that shoots the bullet when it's ricocheting off things um in episode two yeah that one that the special effects on that were a little weak Mm -hmm. the bullet itself looked good but the background was really yeah but you you can tell where they put their money into the special effects it's always usually the gore oh oh, every time yeah um and then i feel like like immediately when there's like big bloody terrible things that happen like right at first it's cgi but then the camera always like lingers or does something and then you can see that it's a practical effect yeah like, yeah, there's some things that happen in a few episodes that you have not seen yet that you're just like, like, uh, I think I even made it, uh, I wrote a tweet about it and it, yeah, just something that happens to a group of people in a room. I'm just like, what am I watching? Like, it's just insane. It's insane craziness, but like, that's the charm of it, I yeah. think. And they know that, and they're definitely leaning into it, I think. But also, it's, like, got a lot of heart. I feel like it does. What's insane is it it, it does have a lot of heart. I'll, I'll give mm-hmm. you that. But what's what blows my mind with this show is they write about superheroes that don't do any superhero things. Yeah. They literally just sit and fight each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's just, like, this internal, like, no one is actually doing superhero stuff and it's almost like the commercialization of superheroes yeah but they kind of have started to bleed that into other areas now Mm -hmm. Uh, they go to that amusement park during pride month yeah right and i kind of felt like they were like kind of making fun of like the commercialization of pride yeah like how every corporate big name just like throws the 
pride logo or the pride flag into their logo. And then the second that June's over, they're back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know. It's a nice sentiment, I will say. Yeah. Like when it's like smaller places, like a lot of these breweries up there had like pride flags, but they also had a lot of other things that made me think it wasn't like they don't just care about the commercialization of it yeah yeah they like genuinely care about pride so i think it's it's tough when because you have some people that do genuinely care about it yeah and supporting it and then you have some companies that are doing it for the the glamour of it Mm -hmm. to be a part of it because everyone else is and yeah it makes them slightly more popular than their competitor Mm -hmm. uh but i feel like yeah with the boys they kind of were taking a small like it was very subtle yeah i mean did you read into anything at that when they were at the amusement park uh not really um I also don't, like, when it comes to TV and movies, I'm not looking for certain things like that. I mean, it just kind of depends on the situation, I guess. But, no, I just, what I kept thinking is they built this world around this group of superheroes who are the worst people on the planet. Yeah. Like, the worst people. And that's what I love about the show, is they've taken the superhero um, concept, and they have completely flipped it on its head. Like, the worst people in the world in this show are superheroes that are idolized by everybody else. And, like, they just do really terrible things in the public. But then when they go in, or not in the public eye, but then when they're in the public eye, they put on this big facade to say, like, oh, yeah, we're here for you. We're your superheroes. But they're just as corrupt as anybody else. Yeah. And they're being run by a bigger corporate entity that's just using them for money. And that's, yeah. that's all it is. And it's just, I love this whole concept they have, how they've taken superheroes and they've now commercialized them and made them a corporate business. It's so cool. So that's, that's how I got to like the subtle jab of like corporate because like, yeah. Va- is it Vaughn? Vought. Vought. It's yeah. like, they're terrible. Yeah. Everything they do is terrible. Mm-hmm. And, and they like always cover up everything that everything. happens. Yeah. They go to this parade and I mean, sorry, not a parade. They go to this amusement park and there's like pride flags. I think there was a BML poster mm-hmm. and it's like, you guys don't BLM. actually. What did I say? BLM. BML. Jeez. Dyslexia. We talked about this. Yes. <laughs> they, thank you for correcting me and catching that. Um, they, they don't care about any of these things. No. Right. They don't. And so that's why I like, I found it amusing and like mm-hmm. kind of a jab because it's like, the previous scene, you're talking about how you want to f everyone over, and then in your yep. corporate world, you're like, "Look at all like, how oh, good look, we are. We have such a you know a safe place for everybody. When you don't give a shit about anybody else's safety. No. Like you don't care. You don't even care about your own people's safety. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think Homelander is insane. Like v- literally insane. He actually like is a very scary villain. Yeah. Like, do you? I he scares me because if he was in real life, I would be terrified to be alive. Yes, and any time he is on screen, do you feel like anxiety? Like, oh shit, what's he gonna do? Yes, what's he gonna do. It yeah. doesn't matter who he's with. Yep, and he because he can flip on anybody at any moment, and just because I mean we've seen it from time and time again now. I mean, yeah, they're going on season three, midway through season three, and now they're just finally starting to realize, oh, maybe we should take care of this guy who's actually a problem. Yeah, yeah, and, and so. He, and I don't know who the actor is that plays him, but oh. I, don't, I don't know him either or what his name is either, but he is so good. I think he could be one of the best actors we have on TV yeah. currently, if mm-hmm. not the best. Well, and I think The Boys too, just in general right now, is one of the most talked about shows because, one, because they're, like I said, they're pushing a lot of boundaries this season, but it's also just really good this season. And just all of it has been so yeah. exciting and interesting. It's it's wild. Yeah. So, uh, it, yeah, it's definitely a political show. If that's not your cup of tea, then maybe you won't enjoy it as much. But because they do touch on, like, every political social injustice issue that we have. Yeah. Like, they, they talk about it in some way. But it's usually, like, they – it's just shown in a different light. It's so interesting. You've got to watch it. It's Yeah, very – I was going to say the the not fun side of these issues. Yeah. But it's more than just that. Like, that doesn't mm-hmm. encumber how right. they talk about these. Yeah, because they have some superheroes or other people who do believe in these things. But it's just the ones who are run by Vought, the big corporate powerhouse, they're all shitty people. Except Starlight, who is trying to 
write everything because she joined the team and is like, what, what, this is what you guys are like? Like, why, why, why yep. does the world idolize you then if you guys are this shitty? And, so, and I love her story and her character because she's just trying to expose it for what it is. Yeah. 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 I love her. I love Huey. Mm-hmm. I, I love, love Huey. I love uh, Billy Butcher. They're, they're that whole group, Billy Butcher's group. They're all so great. The, the Frenchie. Boys. Yeah. Frenchie and Kimiko. Love them. Love them. I love um, Mother's Milk. Was that his name? What's his nickname? M.M.? M.M. Yeah, I think that's what... It's, it's like Mother's, Mother's Milk. Milk, I think. Or something like yeah. stupidly ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I just... I really like... I just... that All of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to ask you if you have any predictions for the show, but that would probably ruin it for anyone that is not caught up currently. Yeah, especially because the show's ongoing right now, so I'm going to definitely try to be as spoiler-free as possible, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if that's something that you'd like to hear us cover for the minis, we could do that. <laughs> How... Uh, far are you? I'm up to date. Up to, and I think the sixth episode comes out this was, week or was last week. Okay. So the episode seven is this week. Is it 10 or eight? I think it's eight. Gotcha. Yeah. And then last week's episode, there was like, they did like a lot of marketing for it because it's called hero gasm. Now the boys is also based on a comic book series. And I don't know who the publisher is because it's not Marvel. It's not DC. It's its own publisher. Yeah. Um, but there's this annual thing that all the soups, they call them soups, the superpowered people, they all participate in Herogasm. And basically it's these two people who were a part of the original team before, like, cause, and I, I think I'm, it's kind of just known that most of the soups don't age as fast as normal humans. Yeah. Cause they were alive back in like, you know, they've been alive for a long time, but, um, they host, uh, basically a big orgy. You have not seen this yet, but the, and like, there was a lot of talk about this episode because it's an, a big event in the comics. Okay. So get ready for that. It's not actually what it sounds like. I mean, there is egregious nudity and stuff in this episode, but it is, it's not like that. And the episode as a whole is a really good episode. I mean, the show is not scared of nudity. No. Like or just any sexual content of any kind. They're not afraid of it. Yeah, there's some stuff that I thought was Yeah, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, don't watch it with your family if you have kids, because it is, like I've said before, it is not kid-friendly at all. Is there something past rated R? Oh, yeah. I think this is that. Oh, you mean, like, is there actually a rating past rated yeah. R? Yeah, there's NC-17, and then there's X. Oh, yeah, I don't think it's quite NC seventeen, but there are things that I'm like, this is not. This a is R. not R. This is something else. You guys got some kind of permission from some higher power somewhere to be able to put this out for the public to watch. Yeah, but yeah, it's insane. But I love it. Yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> that being said, I love it. Yeah. Uh, what other shows do you have? You've caught up on so many shows. shows. Yeah, man, I've been. Um, watching a lot of shows. I mean, I watched the finale of Stranger Things that was, it exceeded all of my expectations. I just loved it so much. And that actually leads me into my next thing that I wanted to discuss. So, you know how usually when there's a big popular TV show or even a really popular movie, sometimes it will spark a song to catch fire and just spread. Okay, yeah. Like, all of a sudden, it just becomes... Like the thing that everybody is interested in for six months. Yes. Like, um, this is back when we, we were still working together. There was one season of Stranger Things that they did um, uh, the never ending never story. story. And that was like all we heard for the whole summer. Yes. Everyone was singing it. Yes. Anytime there was like work sponsored anything. Yeah. There was never ending there was story about it. Yeah. Someone making a video of them singing it. Mm hmm. Whoever does the music and the soundtrack design or whatever for Stranger Things knows what they're doing because I feel like every season there's a new thing. Yeah. But this season was a song by Kate Bush, Running Up That Hill, which is a song that was written almost 37 years ago. And I think it maybe debuted, I want to say the article that I read said it went to like number 13 in the UK on like the like leaderboard for music and it didn't stay for very long but now 
it has been, I think in a week, it climbed up to number three. And now it's getting multi, I think it might even have hit number one in this time. But now it's getting like over a million listens a day. And because of royalties, there was someone, I don't even remember who I, this was a few weeks ago, but um, it's getting over a million. This is just Spotify as well. It's over a million listens every day. which Just is, on Spotify. Just on Spotify, which is paying out Kate Bush. So a song, again, that she wrote almost 37 years ago, over, I think it was $350,000 a week. Just from Spotify. Just from Spotify. And Apple is probably doing close to the same. Yeah. It, oh, I'm, I'm sure it is. Like, it's probably, I mean, it's probably about 50-50 there. Yeah. As far as, like, number of listens. Mm-hmm. And it is a great song. And once it's in your head, like, it's just one of those songs that does not leave. And it it is really, really good. And what's interesting about it is that Kate Bush, I guess, was has always been kind of difficult to give her rights over to TV shows or movies to put her music in. Like she just doesn't Doesn't really waver on that. Yeah. But she was a really big fan of stranger things already. And so when they approached her and they said, Hey, we want to use your song for one of our episodes. And she was like, yeah, sure. Like, let's do it. I love the show. I want to see what you've got. So they used it. And the scene when it's like a big, I mean, you hear it first and I think in the first episode, but when it really becomes like a big part of it, is later on, and it is such a good scene. The song just fits so well. It's in- it, it's just crazy. And then the song just blew up. It's interesting. I wonder if she thought, well, Never Ending Story was very popular after Stranger Things. Uh-huh. And I know- Like if that crossed her mind. Yeah, like did it cross her mind? She's like, I know I'm my song's better. Yeah. yeah. Right? And so she goes- I mean, and they all, Stranger Things have, has had a track record of doing songs justice and putting mm-hmm. them in great spots and yep. and really doing well with them. Especially songs from the 80s. Like, yeah. Because that's just where it fits. takes place. Yeah. So does she go, well, nothing bad could happen. Like, yeah. and I, she had to have gotten paid for the song. Oh, I'm sure she did. Like, initially, they probably paid her so that they could use it. Yeah. Yeah. So not only did she make money from that. She's now making... She's now sh- making a shit ton of money off of one song. Yeah. Well, I and she also wrote and composed... Or she wrote and produced that entire album that that song is from. Like, entirely herself. I wonder what her monthly listeners are. And I wish I could go look at... Um, if you type Kate, she's the first one that shows She's the up. first one that pulls She's up, got yeah. 42 million listeners right now monthly. Yeah. I wish I could have seen what that was pre. Like before Stranger Things? Yeah. Just yeah. like to see what, I mean, she's got a lot of songs that have hit pretty high numbers. So it's yeah, not she's like been, she was, she's been in the music industry for a long time. Yeah. She and wasn't she's a had, nobody. Yeah. She wasn't a nobody by any means. But 42 but, million is like. Mm-hmm. It's insane. I wonder if she's going to hit top. Yeah. I don't know. And I wonder if it'll, I don't even know if she's making music right now. Like, if it'll inspire her to make something else. Dude, what if I, she made a new song for season five, that would be cool. If I was that old and I had a song come in that started making me money, dude, I would just go live life to the max. Yeah. Because that song's going to be... I mean, it's going to be played all through the summer. Through uh-huh. the summer. It'll be... It'll be, like, one of the songs of the year. I wonder, can a, an artist win awards for music that's been released this... Or that was released that long ago? Like, could she win a Grammy? No. I don't think so. I think, like, the Grammys are... I don't know enough about the Grammys. Yeah, I'm, I um, don't either. Which I plan on doing, like, a Grammy episode. Mm-hmm. Like, when the Grammys come out. Um, yeah. But we'll get to there later. Anyways, so I don't know enough, but I'm pretty sure it's all, like, stuff that happened during that that year. Yeah. Like, it's cer- like a certain year, whenever their cutoff is. It's whenever yeah. music was released in that year. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's... And I think they go calendar year. So I think because the Grammys are in the spring, I don't think it's a calendar year. Yeah. I think I think the cutoff is like February to February. It's weird. It's huh. not a calendar year. I thought it was a calendar year, and they just came out late. Like they use like the first three months of the year to go and figure out, you know, like what they are doing to like vote on the songs. It, it could stuff. be. I, I don't. I don't know. That's how it. Because isn't that how the because just some of the nominations that they've had, or like the people who are up for the songs, like they were songs that were released previously, like, you know, like this, the timing didn't make sense to me. Like, why is this song huh. 
Like, did the single come out, out but the ago. album came out later? Yeah, like, I don't know if that's something they look at. Okay, well, we have something we need to research, mm-hmm. apparently. Cause yeah. I but I just think it's crazy how, like, well, two things. One, that a TV show that it's not surprising because it's got such a huge following. They have a very big cult following. Yeah. like I would how, say they're saving Netflix right now. Oh, for sure. Them and The Witcher. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, well, I mean, Stranger Things, like, the fifth season is the final season. So, once it's done, like, it's... Weird. I don't I don't know. I don't believe it. I think they... they I think they could do spinoffs. They're going to have to do something with it, because Netflix is... That is a huge cash machine for them. Yeah, and they don't have a lot of cash machines right now. Yeah, they don't. They've lost a lot of ground. I mean, their stock price is just, like, a disaster from their all-time high a few yeah. months ago. Well, what they need to stop doing, they need to stop doing the the binge binge model that they have they need to start releasing it weekly yeah that way you watch one thing and then another yeah but i mean they're coming out with commercial they're going to do commercials yep. what i've heard um which at that point that's just tv i think i think the future of netflix is they are going to sell off to someone else mm-hmm. i think they will get bought by my guess as of Elon Musk. July no. As of July fourth, twenty twenty two, my es- my guess is that Netflix will be owned by Amazon or Apple by twenty twenty five. You think so? Yep. That's my prediction. Interesting. They are not sustainable enough as a company. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy because I felt like they were like leading the pack. They and were now, like they just made a lot of really bad decisions and they keep putting out content that is not that good and they couldn't keep ahead i mean once disney plus came out that really hurt them because like it just demolished their library yeah right um with because they always had i'd say 30 percent of the marvel movies on there they had a ton of the cartoons on there mm-hmm. uh they just had so much content star they always had a star wars a lot quite a bit of star wars yeah and now they have None of that. That's now, all gone. Now pretty much everything that you watch on Netflix is all the Netflix originals, which I feel like five out of ten times they're trash. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. So it's it's a really hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, some of the stuff they're doing as a company is, like, ironically kind of like the things Blockbuster was doing yeah. before they died, right? Like, companies start doing these things where you're where they are grasping at straws like very clearly uh-huh. um, like netflix is going we don't want account sharing yeah and disney amazon youtube tv like they're all just embracing it they're just like we don't care yeah like share your passwords as long as you keep paying us mm-hmm. yeah it's true i mean they'll just keep increasing their prices as they need to adjust for that too but uh, Disney Plus, I don't think they've increased their prices once since they've released, right? Uh, not yet. Yeah. They do have like a, um, like a basic package and a, a nicer package that doesn't have commercials on Hulu. Mm-hmm. If you do the bundle of all three, which is kind of nice. Yeah. Um, but I yeah. feel like Hulu is also kind of stepping up their game with their shows. They are, which actually kind of brings me to my next... Well, hang on. Before we get there, oh, okay. Um, one thing that I just wanted to say was, again, to touch on the fact that Kate Bush wrote that song 37 years ago. So, like, don't give up on something that you feel like, oh, like, I could make money off of this, but if I don't, like, make money off of it right away, like, I probably sh- shouldn't do it. Yeah. Don't do that. Because look at her. She probably had no idea. Granted, I'm sure she probably already had enough money being a music artist and still. a successful one, but still. She probably had no idea that a song she wrote nearly 40 years ago would come out to be, like, the song of the summer. And going to make her quarter million dollars a week. In a completely different generation. Like, on one platform. Yes. On one platform. Yeah. She's going to make probably a couple mil. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So if you've got that creative idea, just do it. Just put it out there. Do it. And just keep trying. hmm Like, I mean... I'm just going to make fun of us for a second, but we had some rough episodes on the first episodes of this podcast. Yeah. I mean, anybody who goes back and listens to our track record, like our first few episodes are probably not that great. Inaccurate audio. Yeah. Very nervous saying the, saying things that weren't accurate because we were so focused on like sitting with good posture that we were like scared out of our minds. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how 
like nerve wracking it is to have a podcast. But yeah, no, if you want to do a podcast, like, and another, they say like, there's a joke that every millennial has a podcast, right? But if it's something that you care about and it's something you enjoy talking about, do it. Yeah. Like, it's so much fun. And then it's fun to see the interaction, you know, and how much, I don't know how much it spreads. It's cool. Cause you never know. You never know what will happen in 20 years. So no. and your creative gene might just take off and who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, what was your next one? Uh, it actually wasn't on, uh, Hulu. I thought it was, I've been oh. mixing a lot, a lot of their shows. Um, <clears throat> But specifically because this one, I don't know what's going on with Hulu, but they are really going after like cults recently. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there, like even in documentaries. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like they're going heavy on it. So I don't know who at Hulu hates the cult world and why, but man, they are going in. Uh, but the next show I was going to talk about, I don't know if you finished this. It's on Netflix called Keep Sweet, uh, Keep Sweet, Pray, and Obey. I have not even started it, but my mom watched it and... She, I think she watched all of it in a day. Like she just was so like sucked in by it. Dude, it's and, like, I think I put it off because it just really creeps me out, but I know that I should watch it, especially because I am so fascinated by it. It's just, it's a little bit too real. Yeah. I mean, you know how I am with Colts. I mean, it's a hundred percent real. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not, not too just real. too real. It is real. It happened. It's it, events that actually took place. And there's like, audio recordings of like shit. yeah like it's very real um okay so you haven't seen it which kind of makes the discussion not as fun mm-hmm. however uh for anyone that hasn't seen it uh it's just about the flds church and specifically they go into the history of the flds church a little bit and they talk about you know how it spun off from uh the lds church from salt lake city yeah um and, and like they go very very briefly into how they spun off why they spun off, uh, just a little bit of history. But I would say the vast majority of the show is when Warren Jeffs took over as prophet from his dad. Mm-hmm. And his dad, um, from what I gathered in the show, was a weird guy. I mean, he believed in polygamy and stuff, but he just seemed like he was trying to be the best person he could be Yeah. Uh, in his weird way and not appropriate way at all times. Like, he just... I don't think he meant harm to people, even though he did. Warren Jeffs, on the other hand, is the exact opposite. Like, I don't think he gave a fuck about anyone. He just was out to go after people. He was extremely, extremely manipulative. One thing he did. He's a predator. Oh, he's a predator. Well, one thing he did was there was a group of like five or eight men that were kind of causing issues. Um, One of the guys was like, yeah, my 16 year old daughter's not getting married. And in the FLDS church, the prophet assigns marriages. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Warren was like, Hey, you know, it's time for Lisa. I don't know her name, Lisa to get married, you know? And it, her dad's like, no, like she's not 18. Like she's not getting married. And a couple of dads kind of got, you know, spoke up about this. Like you, she can get married. You can assign her out, but not when she's a child. Mm-hmm. And Warren Jeffs one Sunday said, Hey, these, you know, brother, so-and-so stand up, brother, so-and-so stand up. And he said, you guys are all apostates. You've been talking bad about the church. You mean the church harm and you're all kicked out of the church. And you have two hours to leave. Mm-hmm. Like you have to leave the community because they all live in a really small town together. Right. And so he does this stuff where anytime someone spoke up against them or started speaking up against them, he just kicks them out. And he kicked a lot of men out too, really young because he needed more women than men. Yeah. Well, right. he also, from what I gathered and from my, what my mom talked about was that he was kind of limiting the competition pool. Oh yeah. He got rid of the strong men. Mm-hmm. He never got rid of like, so all the old, old men, old perverts could then have their hunting ground open for them. Not necessarily strong in that way. Like people that wouldn't speak against him. Yeah. Like, so like if they were someone that just kept their head down, did the work and did what he said, he never kicked them out. Mm-hmm. But the second a male started questioning him or going, this isn't right, or you're not going to do that to my daughter, they were kicked out immediately. Just the one individual person or the whole family? Uh, just the guy. Just no, the we had to keep the rest of the family together. Mm-hmm. Because then that's more girls for him. Yeah. Or for whoever. For him, mostly. Yeah. I mean, he had... I want to say 60 something wives. Oh my God. Is what I want to say was. And I can't remember the age range, but it was pretty wide as far as as young as like 14. That's disgusting. Yeah. And I mean, his dad's not a good person either. He did a lot of the same stuff, but he was different. 
Warren Jeffs was just another. Maybe I kind of misspoke earlier. I would say Warren Jeffs is just a different level of creepy than his dad. Like yeah. it's just the next step, you know. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because he was raised his whole life, um, you know, watching his dad do what his dad was doing. But his dad didn't like ostracize people the way Jeffs did. And if he did, they just didn't talk about it in the show. And I, I don't know much about Jeff's dad. Know a lot about Warren Jeffs because people, everyone in Utah hates him. Yeah. I, everyone should hate him. He's one of the worst people to ever live. Yeah, he's just a disgusting pig. Um, but, like, it's wild mm-hmm. how he was able to, like, manipulate. And um, that's what fascinates me about cults is how people can get so manipulated by these cult leaders. Mm-hmm. And they just follow him. I mean, Warren Jeffs is literally in jail. Yeah. And people come and listen to him. They, I mean, there's videos of, the, you know, like the little rooms they go in where they can talk to people. And Jeffs is in one side. And there's a little room that's probably three feet wide by four feet long, meant for two people at the most to sit in. There'll be six girls in there, crowd shoved in with scriptures open, taking notes. At, and he's preaching to them and prophesying about things. It's wild. Yeah. it It's crazy to me that people can meet someone like that and be completely sold on the bullshit that just spews from their mouth. So I don't get the people that convert. I do understand the people that are raised in it. Yeah. Ra- being raised in it is a different thing. But yeah, conversion is so strange to me. Yeah. I mean, Jeff's literally would go through the school books and yeah. rip out pages that he didn't agree with. Yeah. You know, science books, he would rip out parts that went against his teachings. So weird. I I will say I was raised LDS Mm -hmm. and the FLDS and LDS church, very different. They do come from the same origins. Yeah. So there's a lot of overlap and it was really weird listening to a lot of the hymns being sung uh, because they changed the words. Yeah. Slightly. And so I'd be sitting there and I'd be like, oh, I know the song. And then like, I'd be like, the chorus is different <laughs> like, or the mm-hmm. verse is different. Um, it, it was really like, I would almost, I don't want to say like PTSD, but kind of like similar. Yeah. Like flashbacks to a different time of my life. Yeah. I mean, there were parts of that that weren't pleasant. So, I mean, it, it can strike up those emotions again. Yeah. For sure. So, I yeah. mean, I kind of got the same thing from Under a Banner of Heaven when they're calling each other brother mm-hmm. every time. I'm like, oh, gosh, stop it. Yeah, that show, I mean, granted, that one definitely shows the LDS church in a very intense light. Not, you will probably never meet anybody like that here. But they are out there. Yeah. You know? You would have to, probably small town. Granted, yeah. it, was a, it was a different time. I mean... Utah was True. way smaller. It mm-hmm. was the, you know, Utah in the eighties. Yep. It was way smaller. Um, a lot less progressive as it is now. A lot I less. mean, it's not really that progressive, but it has definitely made progress in a lot of different ways than it used to be. Yeah. And Provo was a smaller town then, Yep. you know? So, I mean, I bet there's small town places that are very heavy LDS, mm-hmm. uh, that are more similar to that than, um, we would think, but no, it's a, I mean, that show was very well produced. Yeah. And it was a really fun story to watch. Just the murder mysteries are always fun. Yeah. At least. But it, and it's just, there's something else to it when it's around people that are of a faith or something that you are familiar with. And like it just makes it that much more intriguing. A place that you, like you're heavily involved in. Yeah. I mean, it takes place in Utah. Mm-hmm. Like the first shots of the show are like over the Provo Temple and you know, shots of Utah that we all know. Yeah. I don't, it wasn't filmed in Utah. It was filmed in Canada. I actually found out. Um, that makes I think sense. there were some parts of it that were filmed here, but like none of the main story was filmed here. It was filmed in Canada. Interesting. What part do you know? I believe Ontario. Ontario is usually, if they're filming in Canada, it's usually Ontario or Toronto that they're filming in. Huh, interesting. I wonder why. I mean, it kind of makes sense because the, some of the shots of the mountains when they're up, like going through mountains, I'm like, that doesn't look like Utah. Yeah. Uh, but it can look enough like it to kind of give you the idea. Yeah. I mean, mountains and forests and rivers are, it's spirit of the, yeah. the thing, not the letter of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's all I have on the, on new shows, new shows and current things happening. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, pop culture, current events that are, like, nothing crazy has stuck out that, you know, other than just the big trendy things that are going around right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, aside from all the not so great things that are going on in the world, we could talk about that, but that's a whole other episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about those. I will say that this 4th of July this year in particular feels a little weird to be celebrating. Yeah. That's pretty much all I'm going to say on that. Yeah. I'll I'll say a little more actually on that. (laughs) I have always been very proud and I've always loved the 4th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year is the first year, maybe because a lot of things have happened recently. Yeah. Um, that I've actually gone. I mean, I don't have an American flag outside my house. Yeah. And that's weird for me. And it's the first time I felt like it's not that I don't like our country. It's more that right. I don't understand what's happening. I don't get why we have the amount of issues we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so it's been tough. And until, you know, we kind of get our shit together. Yeah. And it's also really hard, I think, to celebrate and whatever when another, yet another shooting happened today. Yeah. You know, it, it yeah. If you haven't heard about that, uh, go ahead and look it up. I'm sure you'll find it. I'm sure it's all over the news already. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a def it's a weird feeling. It's a very weird feeling. Yeah, it's it's definitely it was definitely one of the weirdest Fourth of Julys. Yeah, and I don't care if you call me unpatriotic, because that makes you unpatriotic, in my opinion. Yeah, the, it, it's interesting the definition of patri- patriotism mm-hmm. is is and, and not. I mean, the idea of patriotism is being free and taking care of each other, right? Yeah, and like, but now it's turned into a oh, let's a show, show off how many guns I own and what rights I don't care about for other people is what the 4th of July has turned into. Yes. Which is really unfortunate just because people fucking suck. So yeah, I don't get it. Oh. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, if you enjoy our show and you uh, would like to say thanks, the best way to do that is to leave us a review, send us a DM, uh, letting us how, or like, you know, letting us know how much you like our show. Or if you have thoughts on some of our episodes, if you think we're wrong, cause I'm sure there are a few of you out there that think we're wrong on a lot of things we say. It's probably things we are wrong on. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, you can let us know by DMing us on Instagram at Culture Couch Pod. You can email us, and in those emails, you can give us beer recommendations, topic recommendations, mini recommendations. Now we want to do more minis for sure. You can email us culturecouchpod at gmail.com. And you can add us on Twitter, culture underscore couch. Yes, we hope you all had a safe weekend. And we also hope that you have a very good week. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you.